Before we jump in, I had to let you know that the doors are now open for five women. Yes, only five women for the Stress to Joy Transformation Program. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I have been working hard at making this program live up to its name, and the results have confirmed it. Just listen to what one participant had to say. It's tough trying to juggle it all. Work, faith, marriage, motherhood, relationships— Yet I knew I had a longing for peace in a place of my chaos, a focus to contend for my aimlessness, and a joy to drown out my stress. Working alongside Erica in this program has been life-changing for me. It has shifted my perspective, and I see the world in front of me with an entirely different lens. Don't keep wandering in endless circles of frustration, feeling depleted from life's constant state of overwhelm. Instead, join the Stress to Joy Transformation Program and see how much more God has in store for you. Grab one of the five spots so you can learn the exact strategies and tools I've used to create a life of joy in one I love without the constant overwhelm. If you are interested in being a part of this life-propelling program, go to bit.ly slash stressed to joy now. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash stressed to joy now. There are only five spots, so do not wait or you will miss out on a transformation of a lifetime. I can't wait to see what God has in store for you. There's so many more ways to evangelize and to share Christ and who he is. And sometimes that's by example. Sometimes it's by kindness, like you mentioned. Sometimes it's by being ethical in a place that's not ethical, you know, and having character and integrity. And so sometimes we get to lead with, let me tell you about Jesus. And sometimes we get to close with that. Welcome to the Faith Inspire podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. Where do you land on the boldness scale of sharing your faith? Are you a shy and timid three? Or are you a say it loud and proud 10? For many reasons, sharing your faith at work and with those outside of the Christian community can feel uncomfortable. Maybe you're afraid of rejection, or you don't want to have what could be a really awkward conversation. Or perhaps you're concerned that you will get in trouble, especially if you start sharing your faith at work. Having those hesitations doesn't make you a bad Christian or one without faith. It just makes you incredibly human. Scripture says the righteous are as bold as a lion. So even if you feel like a baby cub hiding from a predator, you have the swagger of a fierce and fearless lioness deep within you. You just need a little encouragement and a gentle push to get you there. So that's just what this episode will do for you today. 
Amy Cedrone and Catherine Gates are two bold and fearless women of God. They lead organizations that equip and encourage working women to grow in their God-given potential. And they just so happen to co-host the Boldly Conference that helps women boldly overcome obstacles in faith, work, and life. We chatted about how to have bold faith at work and play, ways to share your faith if you feel incredibly uncomfortable, legal protection around sharing your faith, and how to maneuver the awkward situations that may arise when you do share your faith. So get ready to feel as fierce and as bold as that lioness within you. Let's get after it. Hello and a big, big welcome to you, Amy and Catherine. I'm so excited to have you on the Faith Inspired Podcast. We're excited to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's just super fun. I've heard lots about both of you, so I'm excited to have you on today. And also, it is no secret, at least for the listeners, that I get super, super fired up when talking about being fearless, confident, and bold as you step into your God-sized calling and also about your faith. So that is why I'm just really honored and excited for both of you to be on today. So again, thank you so much. I would love to get started by really giving both of you the opportunity to talk about your two fantastic organizations because you're part of some amazing organizations and how they support women in the workplace. And then also a little bit about yourselves. And I love fun facts as well because I just feel like those help us get to know you better. So if you could just start by introducing yourselves and then um, get into the organizations and how you support. So Amy, if you want to go first, that would be great. Yes. So my name is Amy Cedrone, and I am married and have two grown boys. One's a pilot in the Air Force and one's a college student. And uh, my youngest is about to get married. My oldest just got married this past year. So we are new empty nesters. Um, And a fun fact about me is I love all things college football and Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> and I'm a concert pianist. So that's kind of a fun uh, side note, a little fun fact. But uh, I run the organization of the executive director for the Polished Network. And at the Polished Network, we embolden women in their faith and work. And the way that we do that is we have chapters around the nation where women can meet face-to-face as they navigate their faith in authentic community. And these are working women that meet together. And then we also offer Bible studies, quarterly coaching, and those kinds of things online as well. And then, of course, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but we also are hosting with the help of Women in the Marketplace, the Boldly Conference. And that comes on October 21st. So that's a little snapshot of me and our organization. I love that. A true Southern gal, it sounds like. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Catherine, how about you? Yeah, Catherine Gates. I'm the executive director for Women in the Marketplace. A little personal information. So I'm married. I have a 28-year-old son. And originally from New York, living in Northwest Arkansas. So that was that was quite a change, but I absolutely love it here. It's been 13 years and just a fantastic... God has used this place to really transform my life. It really is not recognizable from 13 years ago. <laughs> so that's been fun, a fun journey. 
But Women in the Marketplace, our mission is to equip working women to confidently pursue their faith and career for the glory of God. Some of the ways we do that is first our focus on individual women, right? So to help them create and find community with other Christian working women, to encourage one another, to share their experiences. And also we offer workplace Bible studies. And so we love when somebody comes to us and says, God's put it on my heart to start a small group, but I don't know where to start. And I'll say to them, you've come to the right place because I love equipping and empowering those women to get those small groups started. And ultimately, everyone who has taken me up on that is off and running, and I barely hear from them, you know, as far as like any needs again. You know, of course, I love to keep in touch with them. We also come alongside businesses that want to provide resources for perhaps their faith-based resource groups or women-based resource groups. And yes, there are such things as Christian resource employee resource groups in large companies. It's very prevalent, actually, more than ever. And it's, it's interesting to me that I still hear people be very surprised by that. I'm also the author of The Confidence Cornerstone, A Woman's Guide to Fearless Leadership. That is a book that I wrote before joining Women in the Marketplace in January 2021. So it's just so fun that confident is part of our mission statement because We really do want to help women grow in their confidence to be all, and that's a passion of mine, to be all that God created them to be. Amazing. There's so much that I could unpack in there. (laughs) But really, like, that's fantastic. One, New Yorker to Arkansas. That's a biggie. That is a transformation for sure. And what got me, you had said, you're surprised by how people react to their having Christian resources within large organizations. And I'm one of them. If you heard me, I said, wow, because that really does surprise me given at least so I'm in Minnesota. And so there are organizations that are friendly to the Christian faith, but more than not, I have heard my friends say that they've been receiving pushback recently, that they've really received pushback and that it's been more in the Christian faith than anything. There's been, I think, more acceptance of other faith and more pushback on Christianity for whatever reason um, in either this area of the country or just in this time of our life in the United States. And so I've actually had friends who have mentioned that they've had bosses call them out on it and call them out and say, you know, hey, you can't show your faith that way. You can't talk about your faith that way. So I'd love to get started really. We're going to talk about the Boldly Conference in a little bit here, but I'd love to get really started on that topic because I think that is something that is really affecting women is they're so strong in their faith in their daily lives, at their churches, you know, they may be really, really involved, you know, it's it's what guides them. But when then they get into the workplace and they step foot in the workplace or now we're virtual, that's something that they don't feel as comfortable to do. So um, you kind of already answered one thought that was in my head, Catherine, about like, do you believe we still can do that? So you believe that we can, but how do we do that? So if we're getting pushback from people within our workplace or just don't feel comfortable sharing, what are things that we can do to really kind of get past those barriers and those roadblocks? Yeah. First of all, I think being bold in our faith and living out our faith at work often carries with it some misconceptions. Um, People think that means that they've got to share the gospel with everyone or, you know, bold means loud, 
right? And that's not it at all. When people are sharing their activities from the weekend, they share a great movie or you know, a great resource that they found. For me lately, it's been finding a great health resource, right? They share it very enthusiastically with other people. And yet we don't share the things that we do with respect to our faith, like a great sermon we just heard or a wonderful Bible study we're involved in, or just even seeing God really worked in my life this weekend and this is what happened. We don't share those things. But honestly, being bold starts with not depending on our own strength, but seeking God first in everything. It starts with praying and maybe doing something that's counterintuitive or countercultural because it's what God is leading us to do. Sometimes expressing bold faith in the workplace is forgiving somebody that undermined you or going out of your way to serve somebody when your plate is already overflowing, or standing up for a coworker who's been wronged. So by showing it in your actions. Yeah. Showing it in your words of being bold enough to say, hey, I went to church this weekend, because that's always the question on Monday morning. I, you know, I'm not in an office anymore, but that, that's something we would always say. What did you do this weekend? What did you do for fun? And I would share that I went to church. And so that was a nice little opportunity, even though it usually wasn't well received at my office, but it was an acknowledgement of, okay, she's she's a Christian. She goes to church and just sharing. Like I think what I really liked is you saying what God did for you. That's being bold by saying like, oh, God, God showed up this weekend by doing something. And that might surprise them, but then get them interested to ask for something a little more. Actually, on that note, the way I even got introduced to living out faith at work was because on Long Island, where I lived at the time, in a job I had, I was in the, on this part of the sales team, one of the saleswomen would give glory to God for every sale. And that caught my attention. It wasn't threatening anybody else. It wasn't forcing her faith on anybody else. She was just expressing you know, I made these numbers or maybe she's being acknowledged and she said, all glory goes to God. That's bold. Wow. Yeah, that is bold. That is bold. And it gave you confidence to be bold too. Yes. I couldn't say that better. Uh, you know, we often brush over prayer as a strategy for boldness, but it does two things. One, it, it brings other people's needs before the Lord, and that's good. But the other thing it does is it does embolden us. It strengthens us, right? It sets our mind on Christ when we're praying. One of the first things I would say to anybody, any woman that's listening right now that wants to be more bold for her faith, what's the next step? The next step is every time your foot enters the door of your workplace, pray. Every time you open your Zoom call to your team, pray. Invite the Lord into that space because he doesn't operate in the secular or sacred world. He operates in both. He is over all things. And for us to pray as a strategy for boldness, it's basically saying that, Lord, our reliance for my day-to-day -day is on you. And it tunes our ears to those opportunities where he might be asking us to share about our weekend at church or about something that we heard. And so I would really don't want to brush over that. That's a real strategy for boldness is prayer. But I'll also say 
that, you know, we talked about these ERGs, employee resource groups at companies. That's what they're called. And in those resource groups, they often have these little subgroups where you can find a Christian organization. I know some of the big companies have them, Microsoft, Texas Instruments, some of these big companies have these. And I think nowadays we have to hunt and peck a little bit more for those things, but that's a great way to find community in your workspace. But this question of how do we be more bold in the workplace is actually the reason why women in the marketplace and the Polish Network even exist. Because both of our organizations are really passionate about providing community opportunities for Christian working women, because we know that they don't have a lot of times the opportunity or the support at their workplaces. And so these are places where women can get together. They can talk about what's going on in their job, a dilemma that they might be having. Both of our organizations have qualified experts come in and speak and share or write. And um, I think this is an awesome step for women that want to be more bold in their faith. One of the things at the Polish Network is that at every single gathering that we have, we always share what's called the big story of the Bible. And it's a very quick sharing of the gospel message. Basically, God made something good. We messed it up. He's going to make all things right, and he is coming back. And that's a very, very short thing. But what we do then is if you come to Polished a hundred times, you're going to hear that a hundred times. And then that is an easy and succinct way for working women. It kind of sinks in, and it's an easy way for them to be ready to share that message when and if the Lord calls them to do that in the workplace. It helps them become more bold. So there's like this equipping process. And so a great next step, first prayer, two, seek out those ERGs, and then three, check out Women in the Marketplace or the Polish Network. You know, both of our organizations have a no competition zone. You know, we have collaborated and it's been amazing and so fun, and we don't have a competition. We want to pull in the same direction together with what we're doing. And so I would encourage women to check us out online and check out our websites and see how you could be more involved in these organizations. If you're feeling like you want to grow in your boldness, if you want to be developed as an excellent worker, um, these are great organizations to check out. That's absolutely fantastic. I love that. Kingdom-minded. There's no competition in the kingdom. We're all here for the same reason, especially if we're wanting to be bold with our faith at work. There is no competition there. The more the merrier. Let's support each other and, and try to help each other any way that we can. And we're talking about you know sharing our faith in the workplace. But as you said, there's so many other resources that your two organizations have. Just I even looked at, and we'll get to the Boldly Conference, but you even have a downloadable there where someone can download it and just how they can ask for a raise. So things that actually help them within the secular world of the workplace to get them to where God is really calling them to be. So that is fantastic. Before we drive into the Boldly Conference and kind of more about the organizations, just I think for me, when I was in the workplace, it was always the, how do I react to something? Or what do I say when somebody approaches me? No one ever really approached me and told me it was inappropriate to talk about my faith. I got approached with uncomfortable body language and some looks, but no one ever approached me. But what are 
some tactics if you have that if somebody is approached, is told, hey, that's something you can't do in the workplace, what should they say? What should their actions be? How can they move forward from that and still be bold and confident? Yeah. You know, it's always good to follow Jesus's lead and answer a question with a question. (laughs) Help me understand where you're coming from. Because legally, they can't do that. But don't start with that, <laughs> you know. Um, so the whole free speech thing, you know. So um, although it is getting more and more difficult, and we all know that. But I would say, help me understand where you're coming from. What about my comment made you feel uncomfortable? And that takes a level of humility to ask that. But we also don't want to roll over, you know. We do want to find out if we've made an offense if we've come across as self-righteous or haughty or excluding people, we need to be humble and listen to that. But I, I think sometimes too, it might be that the person's feeling uncomfortable because they've had a bad experience at church or they've had bad experiences with fellow Christians, or they're afraid that our message of Christ is going to exclude somebody. And I think it, asking a question, then it's no longer a directive. It opens up a conversation. And so that would be off the top of my head. (laughs) Um, If you're feeling pushback from somebody, I would answer that with a question. Catherine, what do you think? I was going to say the same exact thing, Amy. I think the one thing that we have to recognize is we don't have to be on the defensive. We do not have to defend our faith. We want to defend it, but not in a way that's coming across defensive. I love what I heard, um, what I read in Henry Blackaby's Experience in God study. He talked about a situation where he was explaining from the stage in a talk that he was giving how to hear from God. And when he was done, this one man came up to him, very angry and just right in Henry's face and said, I swore I would never listen to people like you who tell me I can hear from God. And you might think that he would have gotten de- a little defensive or, or you know, like, whoa, <laughs> you know, felt a little attacked. But instead, he didn't take it personally. And I think that's so key. Don't take it personally. As Amy said, this person has clearly had a bad experience. And unfortunately, we know that there is a lot of that out there, a little too much of it, probably. And hopefully we can give this person a different perspective on what a Christian looks like. The way Henry responded was asking a question, what happened that made you so fearful of the topic of hearing from God? Where did you get hurt? You know, and so he may not say it exactly that way, but I love what Amy said. And, you know, we do need to be prepared to give an answer for our faith, but again, not in a defensive way. You know, I'm sorry you feel that way. This is my experience. If we're speaking from our own experience, people really can't argue with that. And also, Erica, I wonder how many people don't share their faith just because they're afraid of a response like that, but it doesn't actually happen as frequently. You know, I think God's put a hunger in all of us for him. And if there is any kind of negative response, it's probably, again, because they've just been hurt and they're really wondering if God is real. We have an opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us and maybe speak words that we wouldn't have even thought of ourselves. 
right? But the more we are tuned into the Holy Spirit 24-7, the more likely we are to say something we didn't even expect to say that would really minister to that person. Mm-hmm. I do want to jump in. The Holy Spirit is prompting me just to say something to our teachers. I know here in Texas that teachers are asked not to talk about their faith in the classroom because they don't want to, you know, guide impressionable minds. And one of the things I would say to that is, I think as believers, we do need to be respectful of the parameters that are placed before us in our work. And we need to be mindful of uh, the purpose of our work, you know? So I would just, I would want to say, I think it starts by us also being respectful of what we are asked to do and to be mindful of those um, regulations that might be attached with our roles. But saying that, you know, to be bold in your faith doesn't always mean talking about here is what the Bible says. Here is what my preacher said. Here's what Jesus said. But we can live it out. We can also, I think two really important things is to show thankfulness. You know, the Lord tells us over and over, especially in the New Testament, to be and be thankful and be thankful and be thankful. You know, even when we make our requests. And so what about being thankful for your coworkers? What about showing that side of Jesus by being thankful, writing that thank you note, being good about putting that in the mail or dropping that in their mailbox, you know, at work. And then the other thing is that I think that we can ask people if we can pray for them. That's showing people that we have a faith, that we have, we're putting our reliance on something other than ourselves, you know? And so I, I just feel prompted to say that if you're in an organization where the rules are clearly stated, you cannot preach about your faith in front of your classroom or whatever. There are still ways to be bold. Your question is, what happens if somebody tells us Otherwise, that we can't speak about our faith. And so I just wanted to jump in and share that, just that prompting, because I, I want to make sure we're acknowledging that there are some employers that do limit what we can say. And Amy, to your point, you said maybe you don't, you're not going to start with, I have a legal right. Mm-hmm. But people should know they absolutely do have a legal right, right. for accommodations for their faith and to express their That's faith. Right. Obviously not proselytize. You don't want to be pushing it on people, but we do have a legal right to have scripture around our desk, to wear a cross at work, you know, whatever that might be. We do have a legal right to bring our faith to work in respectful ways. Yeah. Right. And we're so blessed in our country to do that. So glory to God for allowing us to do that. And what I'm hearing from the both of you is that being the hands of feet of Jesus, yeah. you know, if you if you don't feel comfortable right away or you're experiencing pushback, nobody can push back against you being grateful and thankful and kind and caring right. and going above and beyond and having just a servant heart. Nobody's right. going to fight you on that, you know? Yeah. And if they do, their true colors are going to show and, and God's going to show up and show them their true colors. And um, so just by being you know, the having that love and that understanding, going back to that question, asking, you know, the, the question with the question, like, you know, having that love and understanding for the other individual is really going to show them your faith. And that's going to come through boldly because there's not a ton of people who live in that manner these days, you know, and so it'll show, it'll show, they'll feel something. They'll be like, there is something about 
that woman. There's just something about that woman. And then they will start questioning, you know, what, why were you so kind to me when I wasn't nice to you? You know, why, why didn't you retaliate at so-and-so when they, when they said something to you or start questioning those things and get intrigued by you. And so just being like Jesus is kind of as bold as we can really be. Yeah. yeah. There's more than one way to evangelize, you know, it's not just the <laughs> knocking on somebody's door and, and saying, I have two questions to ask you, right? There's so, there's yeah. so many more ways to evangelize and to share Christ and who he is. And sometimes that's by example. Sometimes it's by kindness, like you mentioned. Sometimes it's by being ethical in a place that's not ethical. That's right. You know, and having character and integrity. And so sometimes we get to lead with, let me tell you about Jesus. And sometimes we get to close with that. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it's so good. I love that. And so we've been talking about in the workplace, but how do you feel? Do these same approaches apply for fun as well? So I'm thinking about, you know, there's so many school sports that parents are always constantly going to like sporting events and meeting with different types of parents. And there's different kinds of faith and backgrounds and diversities. And, um, you know, it could be anything like that, you know, that do the same rules apply at work as they do in kind of those fun, quote unquote, areas of life, those play areas of life. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) Jesus was a fun guy. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we talk about him going out to eating dinner with people and going to weddings and, you know, making wine out of water? Like he was a fun dude, you know? And so I think it absolutely applies to all those things. And the great thing about fun is that that is such a great relationship builder, you know, and, and a lot of times the relationship is geared around the sport or around the activity, you know, and so you automatically have kind of an in with relationship, not that we should manipulate a relationship just to share the gospel, but you already have something in common. And so the places of fun are, they're just such a broader opportunity to really deepen relationships with people, because when you have a relationship with a person They understand more that you care about who they are. They know more about who you are. There's some relational equity that has been built in and sewn into the fabric of of your relationship with them. And so I hope it applies in the same way. So yes, absolutely it applies. I think that's the beauty of what we're talking about. There is no part of life that is supposed to be secular without God. And it's interesting because What I've seen in the nine years I've been in the faith and work space is that it's like the workplace is the final frontier for those people who are of faith, right? That's the place where they feel like they've got to compartmentalize. And when those walls come down, when they break down those compartments and realize that God wants to be in every area of our lives and they start truly integrating their faith at work, it affects every other area of Mm -hmm. their life because they realize God wants to be in it all. And that makes a huge difference. Wonderful. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Just so much insight there on on that topic. And I love, Amy, I love your reaction of, absolutely, Jesus was a fun guy. (laughs) (laughs) He invented laughter, you know? (laughs) Yes. I know. I know. I have to remind myself 
of that so often because I can get so serious about things. And I just have to say, you know, humor and sarcasm and laughter and all of that, that all, that was all implanted in us by God. So um, got to remember that with, and we need to focus on joy. So yes. that's uh he was a joyful, joyful Jesus. <laughs> I was just thinking about, I was just reading when he was shouting from the shore to his disciples in the boat and they weren't catching anything, you know, and this is after he had been resurrected, you know, and so he was coming back and they're in the boat and they're catching, they're not catching anything. And he says, throw the net on the other side. Like that's going to really do it. And of course he create the miracle and they do but it's just it's so funny to me like he's just he's using humor in that and in the way that he loves them so yeah I was just remembering that Hmm. that's so good so good I can't wait to when we meet him one day to just find out just how humorous he really is So I do want to give time to talk about the Boldly Conference because the two of you, like you said, your organizations are a part of that. You've partnered on that, and it looks amazing. The speakers are fantastic. The topics look extraordinary. So I really want to give you guys time to talk about what the Boldly Conference is and you know how you partner together to get it to go and work, and then also all the details on where someone can register to be a part of the conference, either if they want to actually be there, if they need to fly down, drive, whatever it may be, or if they want to attend virtually, because I believe that you have a virtual aspect to it as well. So please share. Last year uh, was the first year that we had the Boldly Conference. And both of our both of us have a dear friend, Dr. Joy Dahl, and she just knew that uh, it was time. You know, in 2021, up until 2021, there had never been a faith and work conference for women. There had been plenty for men. There had been plenty that were co-ed, but there had never been a faith and work conference for women. And so we're happy to say that the Boldly Conference is the first of its kind faith and work conference by women for women. Because, you know, Erica, there are just unique challenges for women in the workplace than there are for men. It's just, there's we don't have to go into all of that right now. You can look on both of our websites and find out plenty of information about that. And so we were thrilled last year to have the Boldly Conference. It just had the most amazing speakers. The quality was insane. You know, um, Kat Armstrong, who's one of our speakers, said it was the best conference she has been to. And I believe that to be the case. And I know that sounds like we're patting ourselves on the back, but we're going to give all glory to God on that because I think it's just evidence of how much he loves his daughters and how much he values work. You know, work is something that it's not a curse, right? It was ordained in the garden before the fall. And I think we just got a big girl from the Lord last year. And so this year we were looking at how do we make that happen again? Because, you know, there's challenges with running a conference and we're all coming off of the COVID craziness, right? So Catherine had reached out. I met Catherine last year. She was one of our breakout speakers and she's a breakout speaker again this year. And she reached out and she said, you know, women in the marketplace love what you did with the Boldly Conference, and we want to help. Can we partner with you and co-host this together? 
And that was the thing that for me as executive director, that is exactly what pushed us over the edge of just saying, yes, absolutely. Let's do it again. We need your help. And I value like all the expertise that you bring. And so we just decided to interlock our shields of faith and do this together. And so we are proud to say that we have an excellent lineup again this year. We have Nona Jones. If you guys don't know her, look her up. She is a force. She is a force. We have Kat Armstrong, who's actually the co-founder of the Polish Network. She's one of our main speakers. Jamie Ivey, for all the podcast listeners, you guys probably know her well. She's a famous podcaster and just an incredible woman of God and a dear friend of the Polish Network. And so she's uh, one of our speakers. And then I am thrilled about Adrienne Bracey. She is the former, get this, CFO of the Arizona Cardinals. Now, if that ain't something. And among other things, she's but she's amazing. And then Sheba Phillip, who is a CEO and entrepreneur, who is just amazing. So I, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out, Catherine, but check out the, you can go to boldlyconference.com and check out the lineup and you can register there as well. But our hope is that we can help women connect on both a professional development basis as well as a spiritual development basis. And we're doing that through three sessions. The first session is Breakthrough Boldly. So what does it mean? Maybe you have a glass ceiling in your job. How do you break through that? Maybe you are suffering from the imposter syndrome and you want to break through that or break through in the boardroom. So our first session is Breakthrough Boldly. Our second session is called Belong Boldly. We're going to have a conversation around this, around the concept of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. We have an amazing panel, but we're also going to talk about what does it mean that you belong in the workspace as a woman? And then what is it that we can do to foster belonging amongst working women? And so that's our second session. And then our third session is Believe Boldly. And this is where we talk about, when, when we talk about you need to believe in yourself as a working woman, what does that really mean? It really means that we believe in the identity that has been interwoven in us as people that bear the imago dei, the image of Christ. And so really at the heart of this is how can we believe more boldly in Jesus and who he is? And then how does that in turn affect us? Catherine, what did I miss? Well, I just wanted to share, you know, last year I did have that opportunity to pour in a little bit and and partner a bit with the Polish Network as they were putting the plans together for Boldly. And to Amy's point, and I just want to reinforce, I mean, one of the reasons that we women in the marketplace wanted to come alongside Polished is because we watched how outstanding a job they did. So they don't have to pat their own back. And and as Amy said, all glory to God, but it was impactful. It was done with excellence and we knew women need this. And so we wanted to see that momentum kept up. And um, we very much believe and, and clearly Polish does as well, that we need to operate as the body of Christ. I love the way one person said it, Christian organizations, whether it be business, for-profit or non-profit or churches, when they're competing with each other, it's like the body with an autoimmune disease. God has plenty to go around and no one organization can reach all the people that they're looking to serve. 
And so when we're coming together to work collaboratively, and honestly, when I jump into those team meetings, those planning meetings every week, if somebody were to step in and be a fly on the wall watching us, I don't think they would see two organizations. They would see one united team. And in this day and age where there's so much division, I hope that we can be that light and example to other organizations because we need more unity like that. We need more people coming together for a common vision that's serving others and glorifying God. And so that's really what we want to do. And as Amy said, you know, we really want to make sure that women are coming into this, seeing it as an opportunity to grow in their leadership. And leadership, by the way, is influence. It doesn't necessarily mean title, right? But in their ability to use their influence for God's glory in a positive way, in the way that God created them to, because their perspective, regardless of what their role is in the organization, is incredibly valuable. And oftentimes, the more on the front lines you are, the more valuable that perspective actually is because you're seeing what's going on. You know, so we want women to know that they can count on biblical principles and practical application from every single one of these sessions. We like to say that this conference, the Boldly Conference, is professional development with a faith-forward perspective. And so we are offering a certificate of attendance for any woman that, you know, some organizations, some companies give time for personal development uh, and professional development, time off work or PTO. And so women are doing that, taking that Friday to just come and sit and learn and grow because there are going to be very practical things talked about, like, how do I do this in my workplace? How do I grow in this in my workplace? as well as some spiritual development. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm all about the tangible. Yeah. Yeah. Tangible. Absolutely. And you asked also, how can people participate? We're so excited that there is an in-person event happening in the Dallas area at Bentry Bible Fellowship in Carrollton, Texas. So we're, we're excited to actually be able to see people in person, to to hug them, to, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. just really be with one another. And people can experience it from any part of the country because we are live streaming it. Here's the thing. We highly, highly, highly recommend that any woman who wants to buy a ticket and watch the live stream, that she invite a friend because this is something that's really best experienced together you know, at least with one other person, preferably even a small group, so that as you're hearing from these speakers and everyone's going to hear things, different things are going to pop out to different people, you can share the learnings and hold each other accountable to at least applying one or two of the principles, you know, or more that, you know, that you're like, ooh, that's one I need. Great. Now you've got an accountability team or partner who can help you make sure that, On Monday, you haven't forgotten or let it fade into the background, but you're actually going to put it into practice, put it into existence for yourself in some way. Wow. Well, I'm excited about it. Let's (laughs) let's get it started now. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Let's do it now. And I don't know, Amy, if you had mentioned this, so my apologies if we're saying it again, but it's never too much. The date of the conference? The date of the conference is October the 21st. That's a Friday. And you can join us, like Catherine said, in person in the Dallas area. 
Bentree Bible Fellowship in Carrollton, Texas. We'll start at 845 and we'll go to about 4 p.m. Central Time. And you can watch online. There's an opportunity to watch the, the live stream. You can purchase a ticket that way. And the other thing that we're excited to tell you is that there's three satellite locations as well. One in Lubbock, Texas. So if you're out in the dusty West Texas, you can join us at, in Lubbock. And then also right there in Catherine's backyard in Northwest Arkansas at Fellowship Church, there is a, a, a satellite campus so you can come in person and watch uh, the live stream with other women at that church. And then also in Cincinnati, Ohio at uh, Vineyard. So there's some opportunities too, if you just want to gather with other women, but we encourage you to gather in your homes. We have group pricing opportunities as well. So go on the website. Again, that's boldlyconference.com. And you can check out the different types of tickets that you can purchase as well as the, uh, the speaker lineup. And one other thing I would say is if this is exciting to you and you are one of those companies who honor working women or maybe you, um, you know, have a company that honors the Lord and you want to sponsor, we would love to talk to you. And so you can get on the website, click on sponsors, and we'd be happy to chat with you about how to sponsor the Boldly Conference. Uh, so fantastic. Just wonderful. Amazing, ladies. Just the partnership that you have the strong and bold faith that you have and how you're championing women in both of your organizations to just go after what God is calling them to do because he has so many big things planned for each woman that is listening to this podcast. And if they just open up their heart and trust him, he will take them there. So thank you so, so much for being on. And then I just have one last question for both of you. And Catherine, I'll have you go first with this. But we talked about joy and Jesus. And I'm on this mission for joy because there is a world out there that can just take us away from it. And so I want to know, Catherine, we'll start with you. What brought you joy today? Oh my. Well, this certainly, this experience, anytime we get a chance to share our work and hopefully impact more women certainly brings me joy, Erica. So thank you so much. Gosh, I got a chance. I am forming a new discipleship relationship with a woman I've known for several years now. And we got to meet today after um, both of us having traveled for a while. So just being able to meet with her, minister to her, hear how she's doing and connect with her definitely brought me joy. And the fact that we are also sharing our faith through the whole process is amazing. Beautiful. Love that. Connections are always wonderful. Yeah. Amy, how about you? Two things that pop in my mind are I heard from both of my sons today, which is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they're doing wonderful, wonderfully. And um, I just love that. I love that they're independent, but I love that they're also willing to send a little text to their mom and say hello. So that was wonderful. And then we are really, here in Texas, we have had oh crazy weather and just this long, long heat wave. And it is beautiful outside today. The sun is shining. I'm looking at right now. The sun is shining. Um, it is beautifully cool for Texas, which is high 80s. <laughs> and so I am really enjoying that and finding a lot of joy in God's creation today. 
Mm, so beautiful. Yes, I have a little guy and I know one day I won't hear from him from like a week at a time. So I can imagine yes. how <laughs> how just wonderful that is. And then beautiful weather as always. Man, that's mm-hmm. just a way to have gratitude to God for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you ladies so much. Just really appreciate you being on and thank you for your dedication to women and the Boldly Conference. Many, many blessings to both of you personally, professionally, and with the conference. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. How bold do you feel now? A seven, eight, nine, 10? I hope you said at least an eight. Here's a challenge for you. Pick one person to share your faith with today. It can just be mentioning something encouraging you learned at church this week, telling someone you will pray for them, or simply even saying, God bless you. Start small if it feels uncomfortable and keep exercising that bold faith muscle daily. Soon enough, you'll be strolling with that confident lioness swagger. If you loved this podcast episode, send the same encouragement to the community of women in your life by sharing the link to this episode. Don't just keep it to yourself. Share it and let faith grow like a wildfire. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.